Hey, welcome to a Hobby Old City. I'm Sanford, your host, and this is my podcast where we talk all about hobbies and crafts and all that stuff. And then also I talk about some bar talk. And in this podcast, it's going to be a little bit of both. So let's get this thing going. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. All right, all right. I am Sanford, and this is Hobby Old City. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about skydiving. Uh, there's not a, a whole lot uh, of things that I could bring up or talk about, so I'm, I'm going to stuff in as much as I can, as much as i found, uh, and as much as I know, but then uh, maybe we'll go over a little bit of bar talk and tell you a little bit of uh, some things that happened in the bar last night when I was working. So um, let me pull up my screen here real quick. Um, I, I am on a Wikipedia uh, now. Sometimes I pull up blogs, uh, things of that nature, try to get information, but Wikipedia is a pretty good uh, uh, spot uh, to go to find out your logistics and stuff. Now, skydiving has been around for years and years. Um, the prices has, has went up. Uh, I went skydiving once uh, a few years ago, and it cost around 250 bucks. and now it is right around 500 And that depends on the city and the state and all that stuff that you are in. Now, I can sit here and name off all kinds of places you can go skydiving, but I am here in Oklahoma, and you are wherever you are. So that does not kind of make any sense. So the best way to do is if you if you want to skydive, if it's on your bucket list and that's something you want to try, then just get on the internet, look up skydiving, and um, it will tell you the places that um, that has those uh, jumps. So uh, skydiving is relatively safe. I mean, just like anything else, driving a car or a motorcycle or walking down the street, you could have your dangers. Uh, so, you know, people say, well, I ain't jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Well, uh, you know, but those same people will take a motorcycle and jump a ramp or drive 150 miles an hour down, you know, down an interstate swerving and trying to miss cars. So, I mean, you know, er everything has its own dangers. You can't look at life that way. You have to uh, go with what it is that you feel like you want to do skydiving is a very um, very good thing uh very fun very exciting uh big adrenaline rush um i mean i can tell your name off all kinds of uh good things the cons are well just like anything else you have you know well your parachute open or whatever but very very few incidents has ever ever happened uh, not, and I'm, I'm saying that lightly because, I mean, I haven't done a lot of research. I just know that, you know, there has been some instances, uh, and it's just flukes. And I, I'm, I, I'm kind of one of them guys that uh, when it's your time, it's your time. It don't matter what you're doing. Um, that person that died in that skydiving accident, he might have died walking down the street the same day. Who knows? Uh, so and, uh, and so I'm not I'm you know I'm not knocking anything I'm not trying to like hype up something that I'm sitting here telling you about I'm just uh, letting you know that everything has its dangers so uh, if it is something that is on your bucket list don't be afraid of it go for it now a lot of people say they're scared of heights but uh, by in reality uh, the the only time you get scared of height uh, skydiving is when you get closer to the ground. Uh, being uh, twelve thousand five hundred feet in the air, uh, your your mind does not comprehend the Earth being the Earth because it does not look like the Earth. You know, it's it's more of a map shape type deal. So your mind does not comprehend that as as good as if you were standing on a step ladder or 
uh, climbing area, a tree or a mountain or something of that nature. So, but twelve thousand five hundred feet is usually the uh, the starting place for a uh, for a jump. Um, that leaves you about forty to fifty seconds of free fall, and you say, "Well, forty to fifty seconds. I mean, that's not very long." Um, no, but uh, how much drilling can you take? And uh, you know, so um, every skydiving, uh, you know, anytime you you know, if you decide you want to go skydiving, okay, uh, first of all. Figure out what places around you offers it, okay? Secondly, do your research. It take you know, everybody's got access to the internet nowadays, so do your research. Find out, uh, you know, a little bit about the instructors. Find out how long they've been doing it. Find out, you know, uh, you know are they insured? Are they doing it legally? Are they doing it illegally? I mean, you know, find out those all those little things. I mean, you know, you research a doctor, to make sure he don't have any malpractice uh, suits on him or anything like that. So why not uh, do a little research on your skydiving school? Now your skydiving school, uh, once you've decided to and you've uh, made uh, reservations or however you know they do it at that particular spot, uh, you'll show up early, you'll fill out some paperwork and things of that nature, then that puts you through a little bit of training. And basically the training is not very long. It's uh, say 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in that, in that range. Uh, but basically what they're doing is they're showing you that when you exit the plane, what position your body needs to be in. Um, uh, they'll teach you a few little hand signals so that if the instructor uh, needs you to do something, he can give you a hand, a hand gesture and you can do it. Um, he will be the one pulling the chute. Um, and your your job is just to relax. Now, your, uh, your first couple of jumps you ever do and stuff, I don't know exactly how many it takes to be able to jump by yourself, uh, but going through this, you know, you are tandem, you are with a uh, an instructor that is strapped to your back, and so the shoots are uh, much bigger because it is much more weight and all that, but uh, uh, also to uh, have you a slower and more softer um, descent uh, when you are getting ready to touch ground. So, uh, let's see here. I'm going to just read you this little bit of deal here off of uh, the skydiving uh, or off of uh, Wikipedia. Skydiving includes uh, free falling usually from uh, air pl- uh, aerial. They, 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 they spare air, aerial plane, but airplane. Must be a typo. Through through the air prior to opening a parachute. Typically, the skydivers are are carried out uh, from uh, from around four thousand meters or twelve thousand five hundred feet, offering a forty to fifty seconds of free fall time. Longer free fall times can be achieved by exiting. Uh, an aircraft at altitudes much higher than 4,000 meters, but very high jumps require uh, uh, pressurized oxygen with the with the aircraft and bottled oxygen with the diver. So, yeah, uh, I don't think you want to be going through all that on your very first dive. So, you know, I, I just thought I'd throw that in there for you. Uh, like I said, I I have been diving. Uh, and uh, I loved it. It was a little, um, uh, 
a little nervous at first, you know. Uh, but if you have a good instructor, he makes you feel comfortable. Uh, most instructors, you know, they don't they don't like wasting their time, <laughs> and they don't like wasting your money. So uh, they will, you know, ask you before you get in the plane, "Are you sure you want to do this?" You say yes. You get in the plane, they'll ask you one more time, are you sure? Yes. When time the door is open, they shuffle over to the door. They, they double check all, you know, harnesses and all that good stuff. And he gives you a thumbs up and out the door you go. So, uh, but once you've, once you've uh, dove and, you know, and you enjoyed it and you, be, you know, you start diving more and more, then eventually you'll be able to dive uh, by yourself or, you know, with a group. You, you know, you won't be tandem anymore. And so you'll be able to start learning how to do different maneuvers and things of that nature and uh, diving from higher altitudes or, uh, you know, hell, diving out of a uh, out of an airplane in a VW Bug, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I seen that on YouTube the other day. So, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but people do it uh, over uh, mountains and stuff, ski slopes uh, with uh, snowboards and all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, you get a lot of different daredevils out there um, that uh, bring every kind of sport to a different, whole new, different level. So, uh, let's see, let me, let me scroll, scroll down here a little bit, uh, let's see, let's see, Captain Joseph Kittinger recorded the highest skydive, uh, from a height of almost 102,000 feet in 1960, wow, I mean, 1960, that's, a, and 102,000, yeah, the uh, the youngest to accomplish uh, the feat of skydiving was four years old. Uh, on the 6th of February, 2004, a group of 357 skydivers joined hands and stayed, stayed in, in the uh, in formation for six seconds. And I can't even pronounce that word, Thailand. Uh, the oldest person to skydive to date was Catherine Kitty Hawkins or Hodges, 103 years old and 129 days. So she was 103 years and 129 days old. Wow! Uh, and I, I did see that on uh, on Facebook or YouTube or something. And uh, when she landed. The, the kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids, or whatever, all was there. And they said, would you do it again? She goes, hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, now, you got skydiving, you've got uh, base jumping, you've got hang gliding. Uh, to me, if I had those those choices, you know, before I ever skydived before or whatever, if I had those choices, skydiving would be the one who would do it. Base jumping, me jumping off the side of a cliff, no. Nah, just or a building or something like that, no. Nah. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a little more scared of heights now than I used to be, but I'm a lot older. So, but still, uh, I don't know. I just it's you're too close to the ground. Anything can definitely go wrong. You don't have any time to try to, you know, fix something if something does happen. Uh, hang gliding. Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, 
you know, like that'd be like maybe my second choice, I guess. Uh, instead of the, you know, if I, you know, if I had to pick one, of, you know, one of the two, like to be skydiving. But if I did have, uh, you know, after I skydived and uh, hang gliding came available or whatever, I decided to do it. I think that'd be one that I would do. And that's basically when you're uh, underneath a huge kite and you're still jumping off a cliff or something of that nature. But I don't know, just uh, the idea of you just flying. You know, and I don't know exactly how long uh, you're actually in the air. Um, I, I think it has to do with uh, wind and all that stuff, but still, uh, I don't know. I think skydiving to me just seems the more safest route. Uh, so, uh, I did see one uh, YouTube video where the uh, a guy was skydiving tandem. It was his first jump. And there was a little mishap with the uh, chute. Uh, it got wrapped up. Uh, but the, the instructor was very, uh, very good, very confident. Uh, uh, he wouldn't let the, 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 the diver knew that there was something wrong, but he didn't know what. And the instructor just kept his, you know, every time he tried to turn his head, he'd straighten his head back out, you know, so he wasn't looking around. And basically, the skydiver just... Uh, Somehow or another, got the lines untwisted, and they landed safely, and there you go. But my point to that was the, the instructor was very calm. He didn't panic. Uh, he didn't let the, the, the skydiver know what was going on because he didn't want him to panic and maybe put him in a spin or, or whatever because different movements of the body put you at different speeds, different torques, different, you know, whatever. Uh, so and gets you off course and all that good stuff. So... Uh, yeah, uh, he was, I mean, just very, uh, so if you ever get a chance, you know, maybe you can look it up. And if you're thinking about skydiving, maybe maybe go over to uh, YouTube and watch some skydiving uh, uh, schools like that and kind of get an idea as to what you are looking for. So uh, you can skydive from helicopters and balloons and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. Um I think the airplane just seems seems better, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm looking here trying to find out like what size the chute is and stuff, but I guess it's not really, you know, that relevant. I mean, you know, if you're going skydiving just for one time to see how you like it, uh, you know, it don't matter what size chute it is. The instructor takes care of all that. So, uh, but if you want to know, you can, you can do your research. Uh, go to, you know, Wikipedia or... Um, you know, any of those places, so, um, all right, well, let me, uh, let me tell you this, this is not a paid, uh, a paid advertisement or, or anything, but there is a website, it just came out, it's called, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's made by Wix, so, um, uh, I'll try to put the, uh, description down in the bottom down here, but it's, uh, Bedroom Relations, uh, it is mainly made for women, but both men and women can enjoy it. And it's uh, women's sexual health, and then also has some uh, erotic stories and things of that nature. So, uh, if you get a chance to go check it out, like I said, I'll try to put the link down at the bottom uh, of this podcast when we're done. So, I'm going to light me a cigarette here real quick, and then we're going to get off into some bar talk. All right, uh, got me a cigarette going. Uh, anyway, um... 
Bar Talk. Bar Talk, basically, you know, uh, anybody who's listening to my podcast before knows that I work in a bar. I went from the oil field for 30 years, oil field, to working as a bartender, and I'm self-taught. And so, um, yeah, and I enjoy the hell out of it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, getting to meet new people, uh, learning new drinks, you know. I spend my, my days off, whatever, on the Internet trying to find drinks, trying to figure out how to actually make a drink the way it's supposed to be made. Uh, you know, uh, I was kind of like I got my license uh, through Abel, uh, went in. Uh, of course, a friend was the manager. She gave me a shot, and basically the only thing she taught me was how to run the register. That was it. Uh, everything else was uh, was was up to me. So, but you'd be surprised as to how many customers you have that that likes a certain drink and they know exactly how to make it, and they will sit there and tell you. So, and if not, you go to Google or wherever, and you can find whatever cocktail or shot or whatever it is that you're wanting to make, and go from there. And they do have some really good apps too. So. Uh, but uh, I had a, a gentleman in uh, the other, let's see, three nights ago, Monday night, I guess it was, and uh, he came up to me and he drank a beer. Well, he had a beer and he came up to me and says, uh, "Hey, Sanford," he says, uh, uh, "Want you make me a a drink?" And I said, "What do you want?" You know, <laughs> he goes, "Well, just make a, you know, just make something." I said, "Well, man, you know, what type of liquor do you like? What type of, you know, because I've never weighed on it before and." Uh, when he did come in, he was just drinking beer. So I had no clue as to, you know, if he liked vodka or rum or gin or whatever. He goes, well, my favorite liquor is Fireball. I said, okay. So I could have got on the phone and looked for some cocktails or something that was made with Fireball, but I didn't. I decided to put my little noggin to, to use. And I, like I said, I've been bartending about six months, and I've learned a lot. But uh, So I made up this drink, and I call it the Ballsy Beer. And basically what it is is a, a shot of Fireball, one ounce, and one ounce of um, Jack Fire, which is Jack Daniels Fire, and then uh, over ice, then topped off with Apple Orchard beer. And um, he loved it, and he bought several more after that. And so it is a double shot. Uh, I don't know if you actually need the Jack Fire or not. I did it just so you have kind of like two different flavors going, you know, three different flavors, I guess, with the beer. But uh, he absolutely loved it, said it tasted almost like a hot apple cider. So, anyway, last night uh, last night I had uh, four of my regulars. Uh, I work uh, three, yeah, three days a week, sometimes four, depending. Uh, but uh, I work about three days a week, and I got these uh, three, three, four, five. I got, well, I got five, I guess, regulars that come in when I'm working. Uh, but last night I had three of them. One was a cowboy, one was a plumber, and the other one's a sales uh, rep for a uh, chemical company. And... Uh, so anyway, they're all sitting at the bar and stuff, and my cowboy buddy, he uh, he's he's uh, around my age. He's like 52, 51, 52, somewhere in there. Uh, loves playing the spoons. I think I mentioned that and does that. He's real loud. Can get a little obnoxious after a while, but uh, he's constantly just talking and talking and talking and getting drunker and drunker. And, and I think he even comes in a little drunk, but uh, he's, you know, he, he's, it's every day, seven days a week, you know, blah, blah. So, uh, but uh, he was telling some pretty good little stories last night. And then my uh, plumber buddy, he comes in when he's in town. Uh, he 
uh, travels, uh, doing renovations, uh, hotels, things of that nature. And um, his drink is uh, a dirty, bruised martini and a Budweiser. And that's what he drinks until he decides he's had enough and he goes to his room. So, but uh, last night was kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of boring as far as uh, anything exciting happening. Uh, but uh, we had some great stories and great jokes. And uh, matter of fact, uh, on, uh, on the way to work, this, this stupid joke popped in my head. Uh, I don't know where the hell it come from, <laughs> but uh, uh, I tried it out at the bar last night and it, it worked out pretty good. Uh, I'm not a comedian by any means. But uh, the joke uh, that kind of popped in my head, like I said, I had no idea. Uh, but it says, uh, how, how, did I, how did I do? Let me see here. Uh, what do you call two dogs that are locked up? A cock and tail. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, like I said, I'm not a comedian by any means. Uh, I used to know a lot of jokes. And uh, my favorite jokes, I guess, was... Uh, 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 little Johnny jokes, you know, so, but, uh, those are a little racy sometimes, and, uh, depend, you know, of course, at the bar, it don't really matter a whole lot, but uh, I still try to keep it, um, depending on if there's any ladies in the bar or not, you know, uh, and some of them don't care, some of them love them too, but, uh, I just, I, I just can't hardly tell those type of jokes in front of a, in front of a woman, uh, even if she's telling those type of jokes, I just, I have a hard time with that, so, and uh, I don't use any really foul language in front of the ladies at the bar. You know, if it's just uh, three or four of my, my buddies that come in, you know, my, my uh, customers, regulars, whatever you want to call them, come in. And yeah, but uh, when the ladies come in, uh, I put the uh, foul language to the side the best that I can anyway. So, but uh, last night, we didn't, I didn't even have the TV on last night. I don't even know if there was a sports game on or not. Uh, we was just talking about all different types of subjects, all different types of uh, whatever, and I was coming up with different types of martinis from a martini guy and trying to keep an eye on this cowboy, make sure, you know, hey, you know, he's not getting too uh, mouthy, you know. And then, of course, uh, the salesman, he just kind of sits over there and drinks. He'll, he'll talk a little bit, talk about some, uh, some of the old uh, bands, you know, um, uh, Bob Seger and all them, you know, bands I don't know nothing about because uh, I'm all, all I'm all about country and blues. So, uh, but uh, last night, so last night really wasn't really exciting, but uh, I had a very good time. Uh, made some decent tips, and yeah, uh, it it worked out good. I got closed down a little bit early last night because uh, once they left, uh, I really didn't have nobody. That's one thing I don't understand about the bar business, or I guess it'd be any business, but I'm in the bar business, so that's what I'm talking about, is you get people come in, and they, they look around, and there's one or maybe two customers in there, and they'll turn around and leave uh, because they're wanting to go to a bar where there's excitement or there's more people. Well, the only way you're getting more people in is if you have people in. So why are you coming in and leaving when you can come in and call a couple of your buddies up say, hey, come on over here, man, and they'll call a couple of their buddies, and next thing you know, you have a party going on. But, well, they don't think that way. They they think, you know, the people ought to be there, and then they can join the crowd, you know. So I don't I don't understand that at all. So if anybody does just uh, or understands that or, or has a comment about that, just leave it down there. All right. Uh, well, Hobby City, uh, I do have uh, this podcast. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's going to get better and better. I am working on trying to get a couple of guests to make this thing a little more exciting. And, um, 
for you and for me. And uh, I do have a uh, Hobby Old City uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and um, and I am working on a blog as we speak. And so as soon as it comes out, I will let y'all know as well. So in the meantime, y'all have a very good day, a very good weekend. Hopefully this weekend I'll come up with another podcast and we'll talk about some UFC or uh, maybe something exciting happened at the bar or whatever the case may be. So uh, I just enjoy talking to y'all good folks out there, and I hope you enjoy listening to my uh, uh, my little antics or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't say that I'm not a little bit different from some of the other podcasters. So I may not have that radio voice, but, uh, hey, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, doing uh doing these podcasts and I enjoy uh, hopefully entertaining y'all a little bit or maybe giving you that little bit of tidbit information that you might be curious about so y'all have a good day check me out on some uh, social medias there and uh, leave me some comments good or bad and sure see ya